You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknotes Morning 5 here on Monday, July 17th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle flying solo on today's show. First and foremost, condolences, prayers to Carnell Tate and his family. Um, For those that haven't heard, I'm sure most of you, if not all, have heard by now that um, his mother uh, passed away. She was uh, murdered in a uh, drive-by shooting. Just uh, unbelievable uh, for a young man to have to deal with that. Such a good young man, too. We, We know Carnell Tate showed out in the spring on the field, not just in the spring game, but uh, throughout spring in practice. But uh, got a chance to be at a couple events with this young man through um, Brian Schottenstein and Cardell Jones's foundation and uh, mature beyond his years, looks you right in the eye. Um, at one of the events, Dan Rubin and, and Lee Shear, Mr. Bucknuts, looked at each other like, wow, that kid is impressive. He's impressive, like off the field. Um, so just um, – Prayers to Carnell Tate, man. I don't know how you can uh, – that's got to be so tough. I, I, it's unspeakable um, for an 18-year-old to have to go through that. I'm already away from home, and now his mom gets you know, shot in a drive-by. It's just um, – it's awful. It's awful. Um, so, wanted to say something. Um, you know, the crux of the show, we're going to talk about the defense, but I wanted to say something about Carnell Tate because um, Buckeye Nation, you need to reach out. Maybe not reach out, but um, – I don't know. Say a prayer. Do whatever you think you want to do to help out this young man because uh, he needs it right now. There's no doubt about it. I'm sure he's going through very tough times. All right, so we're going to talk about the defense on today's show. Um, it's interesting because they. you look at the stats, it's like, wow, they improved exponentially defensively last year, right? Because they were in 2021, 59th in the country in total defense. And you look at it, uh, last year, Jim Knowles' first year, 2022, 14th in the country in total defense. So a massive improvement, right? But I've always said like that 2021 defense was even worse than that 59th ranking um, indicated because they didn't play many good offenses that year. They didn't play really any good offenses. Oregon was not a good team that year, and they did whatever they wanted to against that 2021 Ohio State defense. Last year, so they were like worse than 59th, really. Last year, Ohio State was good defensively against really bad teams. Um, and we all talk about the Michigan and Georgia game to end the year, rightfully so, when the defense really cost Ohio State, both of those games. Um, although if the offense could have got its act together going, get some momentum in the Michigan game, maybe it wouldn't have spiraled out of control late, but that's a topic for a different day. The bottom of the line, bottom line is the defense was not nearly good enough against Michigan or Georgia. Bad, very bad. Um, but they were also bad against Maryland. They were bad against Penn State until JT saved them. 
Sean Clifford looked like Joe Montana at times in that game, and that wasn't because he is a good quarterback. That's because Ohio State made him look good, in my opinion. Maybe he just had the game of his life, but you can't let that happen. They're fortunate that JT pulled that out, just took the game over. And we're going to talk about some guys that uh, – some talent for this year's team. So it's interesting. So, yeah, they, they improved to 14th in the country, but um, when they played a good offense – and Michigan's offense wasn't even good, and they didn't have quorum. That's why I, another reason I was supremely confident going into that game. Like, it's at home, revenge factor, Blake Corum's on the bench, hurt. I think maybe – did he play like one play? I can't remember now. But it was pretty clear watching their, their game the previous week that that was a serious injury he was dealing with. Um, and they still came in there and, and took it to Ohio State's defense. That Cam Brown whiff on that tackle early when Michigan had no momentum, Ohio State's up by seven. And it reminded me of the spring slips game in 96. I hate to bring that up, but that's exactly what it reminded me of. Ohio State had all the momentum, uh, but Michigan was still within striking distance, but they had no momentum. 96 game was 9 nothing Ohio State at the time in the third quarter, and uh, Ty Streets took it the distance, and all of a sudden it's like 9-7 Ohio State, but it felt like the Buckeyes were losing. And same thing last year. All of a sudden, that gave Michigan life. It tied the game. Cam Brown whiffs on this tackle on third down. Jack Sawyer was late getting there. Um, you know, he was, you know, could have been hustling a little bit more. He could have bailed Cam Brown out, but Jack didn't get there in time. And the Michigan receiver ran right through the arm tackle from behind for a long touchdown, gave them momentum that I still believe if they don't get that play, um, that that's Michigan's not going to win that game. Ohio State had the momentum at that time. They were going to get off the field there, have a chance to have the ball back up seven in pretty good field position, too. Um, so, you know, and then Georgia, you know, some of the things that happened there where Ohio State has the lead late. And we can talk about the Marvin Harrison. I mean, it is ridiculous. That was a textbook targeting. It's called targeting on the field, and then they uh, reverse the call. It's unbelievable. But anyway, the defense still needed to get the job done. Defense still needed to get the job done. Ohio State, um, you know, still had, you know, a lead there in the fourth quarter, double-digit lead. And, um, you know, yeah, it should have been bigger because I, they would have had first and goal at the one, and, you know, chances were about 99% you're going to score a touchdown there, if not higher. But – Bottom line is the defense didn't get the job done against Michigan or Georgia. So let's look at this year's. But before we look at this year's defense, I'll say one thing, a couple, I'm going to say two things about last year. It was Jim Knowles' first year, as we all know. Um, and the bigger thing is that the veteran talent on this, de- we've talked about this on the show before, the veteran talent on this defense last year lacked talent. Yes, the veteran talent on this defense, veteran talent lacked talent. How do we know this? They had one player drafted from the defense last year, and it was Zach Harrison in the third round. I don't think we've ever seen that before. I can't remember an Ohio State defense has one guy drafted, and it's the third round. Not good. Not good at all. So, um, you know, so – and I'm not going to make too many excuses for Knowles. We're going to get, like, more deep into this. But I, I think that's not making an excuse. That's just reality. It was his first year. You're not just going to snap your fingers and everything's going to be good. Um, and he inherited a defense that I think we – maybe thought was more talented than what it was. And now the guys that I think are supremely talented, I'm sure you guys do too, most of those guys are third, going to be entering their third year or entering their second year. And we're going to talk about some of those guys. And that's when the you know things start to click, that third year, maybe that second year. We saw it at times with Tui Molo Al last year, um, his second year. So uh, I'm excited about this young group um, of defenders. I'll tell you this, they'll have a, a, a good amount of players drafted um, off the defense this year, this coming year. So 
We got Tumelo Al projected as a first round pick. There's some other guys that are projected high. So Mike Hall projected as a first round pick. Um, I haven't seen Tyleek Williams projected as a first round pick, but I'm sure he'd be a. I would think he'd be a second round pick if he chooses to leave early. Jack Sawyer, I don't think would be a first round pick. Uh, he needs to have a better year, and I think he will. Um, but I wanted to point that out. I mean, one player drafted, and it was a third round pick, Zach Harrison. That was really based on probably potential more than you know the, the production that Zach showed at Ohio State. Although Zach had a solid year last year. All right, so let's get to it. So all three levels of this defense. Let's start with the defensive line. So they need at least one superstar to emerge. I think all these guys are going to play well, but one guy who is just like, okay, doesn't have to be exactly what we saw with Chase Young in 2019, but something like that. Okay, that's the guy that's going to wreck the game if he's in there most of the time. Um, and I think if I had to bet, it's going to be Tui Malowal, but I also could see it being Mike Hall or Tyleek Williams. Jack, Jack Sawyer, maybe. And if they can get two superstars, look out. Because I think all those – the starters are going to be very good, all four of them, all four of those guys, with Tui Malowal and Sawyer on the outside and then Tyleek Williams and Mike Hall inside. Some are projecting Ty Hamilton as a starter over Tyleek. I think Tyleek and Mike Hall should be the starters, and Ty Hamilton should play a lot as the number three – D tackle, but we shall see what Larry Johnson decides to do. But I'm confident in, in the starters that they're all going to play well. They need at least one superstar to emerge out of that group. The other three guys play well, or two superstars to emerge. What if it was a Mike Hall and Tuimolowal, or Ty Leak and Tuimolowal? Who knows? Four superstars emerging would be great. I'm just trying to like, have reasonable expectations here. Like we're talking superstars, not like oh they're really good players are going to be all Big Ten. No, I mean like all American level type stuff. First round, like no doubt, like early first round pick type material. Well, if you're Mike Hall, I'm probably not early first round because of just because of his size. But I'll tell you what, guy having a guy like Aaron Donald, um, they call him like mini Aaron Donald that his teammates do. So uh, that does help him that there are, you know, there are some undersized D tackles in the NFL that are fantastic. Um, and then the backups, I like the depth here. I like Kenyatta Jackson and Caden Curry as the backup defensive ends. Okay. If uh, then if Amari Abor, is then your fifth defensive end or Mitchell Melton is your sixth. Like, you know, you got pretty good depth at DN and they got, you know, Mickens um, also will be a freshman. So, uh, you know, I don't expect him to play much unless they have injuries, but there you go. So you, you got the two starters with Tui Malau and uh, Sawyer. And then got to like those backups, especially Kenyatta Jackson and Caden Curry. That's a, that's a real, real, real nice two deep. Let's look at D tackle. We mentioned the starters and then Ty Hamilton. So I like Mike Hall, Tyleek Williams, Ty Hamilton's going to play a lot, even if he's not a starter. Um, and all three of those guys are going to play probably roughly the same amount of snaps, if I had to guess. And then who's going to be that fourth guy? It's going to be interesting. Probably, you know, I've seen most people, you know, look at Phil Steele. Most people project Tywon Malone. That makes sense. Hero Canoe's not going to go down without a fight, though. So right there, I like that. That gives you five D tackles right there. You got the pretty much the top three set. And then who's going to be that fourth D tackle? Is it going to be – you know, is it going to be Tywon Malone entering his third year as a college player? Or is it going to be Hero Canoe entering his second year as a college player? Um, but Hero's been at Ohio State for two years, learned the null system last year, worked with Larry Johnson. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Two big guys. I like they're big dudes. They also have uh, McDonald. Caden McDonald is a true freshman. Again, much like Mickens, I don't think he's going to play a lot as a true freshman unless there's injuries, but it's good to have that depth. Malone transferring in. Um, is a guy that we said, you know, he's not going to be a starter, but it's a good depth piece. They needed a, one more D tackle, viable D tackle, and they got him. So now you can withstand some injuries there. 
hopefully they don't have injuries to Mike Hall or, or Tyleek Williams or anybody else, but especially Mike Hall or Tyleek Williams. But if you do, now they've got some depth. Love the defensive line. It's going to be the strength of this defense, in my opinion. But I like all three levels, and we'll get to linebacker now. Love this group. Love this group. Tommy was a second-team All-American last year, Tommy Eichenberg, and it's huge that he came back for a fifth year. He wasn't going to be a high pick, but he would have probably been like a third, fourth-round pick, something like that. He, would have been, he wouldn't have fallen like too far. Um, so that's one, you know um, – Exception to my uh, point that uh, they didn't have very good uh, talent, veteran talent on the defense last year. Tommy certainly um, was the exception to that rule. But overall, they didn't. I mean, look how many starters they had that uh, were seniors that didn't even get drafted. I mean, Teron Vincent, starter, didn't get drafted. Now, uh, Jerron Cage was not a starter, but played a lot, didn't get drafted. Um, just on and on and on. I mean, Ty Ronnie Hickman. Didn't get drafted. Cam Brown, the aforementioned Cam Brown, the whiffed in the Michigan game, fifth-year senior, supposed to be running like a 4-3. Turns out it was more like a 4-5, and the tape wasn't good. Undrafted. You have seniors, Tanner McAllister, senior starter, undrafted. I mean, I've never seen anything like this at Ohio State. We have all of these seniors, um, and even a junior, a fourth-year junior, Ronnie Hickman, who turned pro early, and they all go undrafted except for Zach Harrison. But Tommy is the real deal, and – it's reasonable to expect he'll be better this year than last year, right? Second year of the null system, um, year older, um, extra year in the weight room. Not that Tommy really needs it. And Tommy's more athletic, I think, than he gets credit for. But he's got a nose for the ball. I love that he's just an old school linebacker. But again, old school linebacker, but still, you know, athletic. So um, love Tommy. Um, and hopefully he's uh, not going to have to be out there for every snap like uh, he pretty much was last year. Maybe we can keep, maybe we can keep his thumbs um, intact this year, as Knowles calls them. Tommy two thumbs. For those who don't know, Tommy broke both thumbs last year. One about midseason and one toward the end of the season. And didn't he acted like nothing happened? That's that's Tommy. That's toughness. That's what you want out of your Mike linebacker. And then, as we all know, Will linebacker is gonna be very interesting. The weak side linebacker is interesting because Steel Chambers is coming off a good year, not a great year, but a good year, a good year. And he played well in that Georgia game. Had an interception. You know, tackled well. Uh, and now he's a fifth year senior. Coming off a good year as a starter, you're a fifth-year senior. I mean, that's a that's a good thing right there. But, but C.J. Hicks is knocking on that door big time. He might be kicking it down. So I think at the very least, those guys are going to rotate to some degree. I'm not saying it's going to be 50-50. And, and at some point, just the better guy is going to take the majority of snaps, like we saw last year, where it was Steele and Cody Simon almost equal early in the year, and Steele showed that he was the better player, and then Steele really got – you know, the vast majority of reps moving forward. I think it's going to be the same thing this year. I think if um, if they believe in camp that it's a close battle, which I imagine it will be between Steele and, and CJ, or if it's not a, even a close battle to be a starter, if they believe that CJ at least deserves to play a lot, then those guys are going to rotate. Um, and, I, you know, because they did it last year, and I think they're going to do it again, like I said. So then, the you know, it'll be a meritocracy after that. Who's going to win that battle between CJ Hicks and Steele Chambers? And I think they're going to – to see who plays well and by that Notre Dame game, you know, you get three weeks to figure things out. This goes for the quarterback too. I think Kyle McCord's going to be fine. We're talking about the defense though, but you got kind of three games to figure it out. And, um, you know, by that Notre Dame game, you want to have a guy, okay, this is our will linebacker. Now maybe they'll know game one, but I think CJ Hicks has to play. And then Cody Simon, who we talked about earlier, I mean, he's a good guy to have around fourth year guy can play inside. That's where he played in the spring, played the mic and play will like he did last year. As you guys know, Reed Carrico uh, entering his third year seems to be like 
a little bit lost in the shuffle. Um, I'm glad he didn't transfer, though, because you never know when uh, injuries could happen. I mean, Ohio State was decimated by injuries at running back and corner last year. Running back and corner like we've never seen. And um, so a guy like Reed Carrico, maybe the light will come on as a third-year player if uh, if needed. Um, Gabe Powers, I thought, came along in the spring. He was a guy that uh, you know came in, was pretty skinny when he enrolled, and uh, bulked up. He's up to 230 pounds. Um, still can get stronger. Um, tall guy, every bit of six foot four and, um, you know, a guy, a red shirt freshman, probably more of a special teams guy this year, but a good guy to have around certainly for the future. So, uh, but I think, you know, there's going to be Tommy is going to obviously play a ton of snaps. And I think he's going to, you know, once again, going to be all American level and then steel and CJ. And those are going to be your top three linebackers. And Cody's going to be that fourth guy. And then we'll see from there. And, uh, you know, um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, CJ Hicks has got to play. We've talked about a lot, and we're going to talk about another guy that has to play a lot, another sophomore. You guys know who I'm talking about. Let's get to the corners before we get to the safeties. I love the secondary. I mean, I, this this I'm telling you, this defense, I expect top five. I'll go that far. I expect this to be a top five defense. Knowles put that out there as well. He also said during the same interview he thinks they have the chance to be the best. So, you know, he said that we have the chance to be the best. And second year in the system, all this talent. These guys, I mean, there's a lot of five stars we're talking about and high four stars. Tuimiloau, Sawyer, five stars. I mean, you know, we're talking about, you know, Kenyatta Jackson, high four star. Caden Curry, high four star. On and on and on and on. So uh, CJ Hicks, five star. Sonny Styles, five star. So um, love this group. Let's get to the corners. Denzel Burke, great freshman year for a freshman. Uh, struggled last year, was banged up. Also, I thought struggled against the, the you know, Knowles brought in the press coverage. Uh, I thought he struggled with the punch at the line of scrimmage. Um, and then Denzel Burke, they were saying leading up to spring, boy, something clicked with him. He's just been locked in during winter workouts, during, you know, position. The guys will get to de- get them do position stuff. And um, and then he showed it in the spring. And you're wondering, entering spring, are they just talking him up a little too much to get his confidence back? But no, um, Denzel Burke looked great. He's going to be your number one corner. And uh, it's his money year. We see it all the time, third year. I mean, it just we've seen it time and time again. Jeff Okuda, Denzel Ward. I could go Marshawn Lattimore. Um, that third year, I mean, that's like for Ohio State corners, things click. And he's got the talent. Um, he's got the size. You know, he's got the toughness. He's got the athletic ability. Denzel Burke's going to have uh, a big year this year. And then it's going to be interesting to me who's going to be that number two corner. It's a great problem to have because I'm very high on both Jordan Hancock and Davis and Igbenosin. It might be kind of a moot point if they kind of rotate and those guys all kind of, you know, split snaps. Burke's going to play the most, but if Hancock and Igmanosin split snaps, because I don't see how you can keep either one of those guys off the field. And dare I say, as much as I like Jordan Hancock, dare I say if I had to pick one, it might be Igmanosin. Um, Just very impressed with him. Very impressed with Jordan Hancock, too. Don't get me wrong. It's just – that's what I mean. They've got three corners that I really like. And I like Jair Brown a lot, too. We'll get to him in a moment. But that number two corner, the battle to be that number two corner is going to be interesting in camp and, and throughout the season, I think. Um, maybe it'll work itself out. Just one guy will be clearly better than the other, or somebody will be hurt. These things tend to have a way of working themselves out, but I, it's a great problem to have, especially coming off last year where they were, again, decimated by injuries uh, at corner. So Burke, then in whatever order, Igbenosin, Hancock, those are your top three. And then Jair Brown, another guy. I mean, he played a decent amount as a true freshman last year, started a game at corner, and he's a guy that I think can make a pretty big jump as a second-year guy and then could be one of those guys that emerges as a star as a junior next year. But this year will be a 
you know, the fourth corner provides great depth there, can also move into the slot safety role, slot corner, slot safety, really doesn't matter. They call it slot safety. Jair Brown played there a little bit in the spring, but played mostly on the outside. Ryan Turner played a lot during spring in the slot. He also can play outside, can play inside. So Ryan Turner will probably be your number five corner. And then they've got the two true freshmen. They've got uh, Calvin, Simpson Hunt, Calvin Simpson Hunt, who uh, just enrolled last month. And they, of course, um, had Jermaine Matthews, who enrolled in January and went through spring ball and looked pretty solid for a true freshman. That kid's tape was fantastic. Um, his high school tape is awesome. So, uh, And they have Sonny Styles as well, or excuse me, they have uh, Lorenzo Styles Jr. as well. Uh, a good depth piece. Was a wide receiver at Notre Dame coming here to be a corner. A couple years of eligibility left, and uh, again, he's a depth piece. He'll help on special teams for sure. He'll definitely help on special teams and all over special teams. And again, they have now they have eight scholarship corners uh, when they had six last year, and then they had, had basically two um, healthy corners for most of the year. So uh, feel a lot better about the corner situation. Not only the numbers being up, but Denzel Burke now is going to be markedly better than he was last year, theoretically. I mean, I th I'm pretty confident in that. So, you know, Jordan Hancock was hurt for half the year. He's now a year older and healthy. Uh, Davison Ignosum wasn't even here last year. Cam Brown turned out to be kind of a liability last year, So, for being honest. So, there you go. All right, safety. I mean, you're, you're going to notice a recurring theme on today's show, if you haven't already. I love this defense. And I think we're still – we got a little PTSD rightfully so from the Michigan and Georgia games. It's like, we, uh, we need to see it first. So I get it. I get it. I just, when I break it down, trying to take my, you know, I'm trying to put my reporter hat on and, you know, my Buckeye fandom hat off and just look at it and analyze it. I love this defense, every layer of it. Okay. And that we're going to finish with the safeties. I mean, you want to talk about dripping with depth. Oh my goodness gracious. And this is, this is with what they're losing. What uh, two starters again, two starters that weren't drafted. But it's not like you're bringing back like all three starters. You're bringing back one starter in Lathan Ransom. I know people are down on him, but the coaches love him, and I think he's going to have a big year. Um, I think Sonny Styles has to start. I think he has to, has to, has to. We've talked about it a lot on the Bucknuts Morning Five, as you guys know. Um, I know I'm preaching to the choir there, but uh, I'll preach to the choir all day long on that. He has to be a starter, and I think he will be. Given how much he played against Georgia and how well he played as a true freshman, still should have been in high school. I would bet heavily if healthy that Sonny Styles will be a starter. So, um, so there you go. I think Ransom Styles. They have Jihad Carter. They brought in from Syracuse, who was a good player at Syracuse. I mean, they've got some dudes back there. Josh Proctor's back, which surprises me that he's back for another year, but he is. He was running with the ones during spring. I think. I don't. I don't think he's going to be running with the ones. Uh, you know, when they take the field against Indiana, we shall see. I mean, it took them all of what two plays to get benched last year against Notre Dame, Proctor. So. Proctor's definitely in the I'll believe it when I see it camp, just speaking for me. I'll believe it when I see it. I'm, I've talked up Proctor <laughs> entering almost every year because Alex Grinch, former Ohio State D coordinator, told me um, his, during his one year, you know, we were talking. I'm like, give me a name of a guy. I'm, I told him this wasn't for a story, just for my knowledge. Give me the name of a guy that could be a future star. This is when uh, Josh Proctor was a true freshman and um, a guy that's not playing that could be a future star. And, and Grinch said uh, Josh Proctor. So I've always been talking up Josh Proctor, and he always lets me down. So I'm going to uh, let him prove it, and then we'll talk him up if he does it. But, um, I guess, again, that leads to the depth, though. The depth of safety is ridiculous. Kai Stokes, I thought for sure would be a starter this year. When I watched him last year as a true freshman, I'm like, he probably won't start as a true freshman. But I'm watching him and thinking Kai Stokes has what it takes, man. He'll be a starter 
as a sophomore, but he probably won't be. Maybe he will be. I think he might be best suited to be that adjuster, that free safety, that Jordan Fuller type. So I think Kai Stokes will play, but I don't know if he'll be a starter. We'll see. Man, if it was up to me, I might go with um, – I don't know how I would do it. I'd probably, I would definitely have Sonny Styles in there. I would have – I'd probably go Styles, then I would go Bandit, and then I would go um, probably – so i definitely have Sonny Styles. I'd have Kai Stokes at Adjuster, and then probably Jihad Carter at Slot, but I'd, I'd play Lathan Ransom a lot, but I don't think I'd play him at Slot. He's more of a Bandit, and then but I have to get Sonny Styles in there. So Lathan Ransom would still have a spot. But um, I think you got to – Sonny Styles has to start, and he's a bandit. I mean, you really can put Sonny Styles anywhere. He's that type of guy. So um, maybe they'll just create a Sonny Styles role where he has his own thing where he just is a rover back, the old rover back. Um, so – but, yeah, I mean, the, the depth is crazy. When you're talking about guys like, um, you know, Kai Stokes might be a second year or might be a backup. Jihad Carter was a really good starter at Syracuse. He came here thinking he's definitely going to be a starter. He might not be. He ran with the twos all spring. Um, again, I tend to think he'll probably be the, the starting slot, but point of the matter is that's a lot of talent we're talking about at safety, talking about a five-star and sunny styles and a bunch of four stars. And um, you got a ton of depth there, a ton of depth there. And um, you're not going to be relying, relying. I mean, they're young, but they're not like too young. I mean, Carter's been around for, for a while. This is his fourth year playing college ball. Lathan Ransom's fourth year. And you got the young bucks like uh, Sonny Styles. Um, Kai Stokes, another older guy, and Josh Proctor. It's a good mix of young and old, very talented players, and uh, they can withstand injuries because of that depth. Um, really like this group of safeties. Really, really, really. Malik Hartford, true freshman, another guy uh, that uh, at least is going to play on special teams. I don't think he's going to redshirt. So um, I love this defense. I'm expecting top five. Bucknuts morning top five. That's what we're doing. Getting the top five defense this year for Jim Knowles. Um, thank you very much for joining me again. Condolences to, uh, Carnell Tate and his family. Um, feel so bad for that young man. Um, but, um, anyway, Buckeye nation, do what you can for him, whatever you think that might be. Um, that, that would be much appreciated because that young man I'm sure is going through some unbelievably tough times right now. So, um, again, though, I appreciate you guys joining me, um, on this uh, edition of the Bucknuts morning five. Um, hope everyone has a great rest of your day. series on paramount plus why did he kill his family the answer lies across the ocean and a woman named sylvie to the can model where desire leads to deception i ended up spending 12 and 15 thousand dollars a day it was addictive i can't get you out and obsession leads to murder who did this to your family you can't really maintain a fantasy forever control all desire now streaming on paramount plus